kind of hang on. Well, I'm done this machine, and I'm doing all these miles, but I ain't going anywhere, God. Listening to Geek vs. Geek, please visit our Facebook page for donation recommendations and other ways you can contribute to the show. Look us up, Geek vs. Geek, on Facebook. Thank you. What's All up, right. guys? It's Gio. And I'm Bo. Welcome to episode 35. No. 35. Oh, fuck. Uh, Got me messed up. I know. Let me oh. look, because we had this worked out. We did. I think you're right. I think it is 35, but I, I don't know, because you gave me a, a fucking... Um, uh, is it 34 or 35? And I was like, I can't remember what the answer is. Right. I think you're right. 35, 35. Yeah, 35. Okay. Thank you! Okay, my bad. It's just... Lord, please give me a million dollars. Uh, ep- episode 30 seems to be popular um, all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. A milestone episode. Big 30. Nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I'm usually uh, half asleep when I come up with these titles because I... I usually stay up after we record the show and do the production, which takes half the night. And then I usually forget to upload it after I get done. And Excuse me, speaking of night and sleep and all that good stuff. Uh, another late night for the show. <laughs> it's okay, y'all don't notice. 
Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. So midterms, what do you what do you think? Yeah, um, I tried to keep I the day of I went to no less than five different I didn't go to my usual sources. I usually watch like all the alternative media channels to get an idea of what's going on. I, I will look at mainstream just to see. Um but this this year I decided I would do I did Yahoo News, um, Fox, and tried to get some from some local sources, okay. and it was all kind of the same thing. Oh, it's neck and neck, and um, the the I never saw what the final result was. Um, There's no final result. They're still counting. They're still counting. Uh, figures uh, and we're, George, we're George, how, why, how do they pick this thing? It's like, oh no, George is too close to call. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm reading articles saying that whoever went up against Stacey Abrams beat her ass and whatever. I'm just, I, you know, in a world where Fetterman won the Senate race. Yeah, thank you. Uh, who who expl- explain this to me? I nobody can explain it. Uh, <sighs> a man who my, cannot even, put two sentences together can't hear. My homeboy Doctor Phil put it like this, and let, let's let's remind the audience: Doctor Phil is not a right wing uh, person at all. I, I don't really see him being political, but Oprah Winfrey gave him his career okay if that tells you anything pretty much um and dr phil himself on the joe rogan podcast said let me explain it this way if fetterman was a pilot on your airplane would you allow him to fly that airplane uh and he says no no you would (laughs) not let him fly that plane think and the problem is, you look at a guy like Fetterman, clearly it's not his fault, okay? I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. The reason he shouldn't run isn't his fault. He should be in therapy. He should be trying to heal from this. Um, as unfortunate as as it was, um, he's got this lump on the back of his neck. I don't know if you ever saw that. I mean, that doesn't look right. No, um, I don't think I've, I've heard about it, but I know I know that's why he, he wears the hoodie everywhere. Um, uh, it's just he's unhealthy and he's not. When here's what people don't understand about strokes, and I've I've been lectured this by my doctor, my doctor, because I have hypertension and I'm high risk for for stroke if it's untreated. Um, so it was explained to me very clearly by a medical professional, a doctor, how strokes work. Okay. And every single stroke you have, there's no question. It causes some type of brain damage. Brain tissue dies every time you have a stroke. There's no, there's no getting around that. There's no magic hour like you do with a heart attack. A stroke is 
every second your brain is robbed of oxygen, brain cells die, they're irreplaceable. Um, where therapy comes in and treatment comes in with a stroke victim is teaching other parts of the brain to fill in the damaged part. Okay. <laughs> so as you get older and you lose these cells naturally, you don't have a backup supply of brain cells as a healthy individual would. So in the case of Biden, um, he's losing healthy cells as he normally would being, being his age. And he's also lost significant amount of healthy cells when he had his two major strokes. And we know he had two major strokes because he bragged about having the top of his head removed two separate occasions to have surgery on the broken blood vessels that caused the stroke. And that's why hypertension causes a stroke. The pressure builds up and, and your, your blood vessels burst. And usually that occurs in the brain somewhere. Um, now me personally, I've had experience with the uneasiness, uh, cause before I was diagnosed with high blood pressure, uh, I had some serious health problems when I was at work at, you know, when I worked for Lowe's, um, you know, I'd have these dizzy spells, I'd have, chunks of my night disappear and not know where the hell they were. Um, you, you know, and I've about fainted a couple of times and it got down to the point like, okay, you know, I need to stop being a fucking testosterone chunky and just man up and go to the doctor. And uh, it's a good thing I did because I was diagnosed with hypertension and, I was put on a relatively high dose of blood pressure medication. I'm not going to go into any details because that's my personal medical information. But it is uh, higher than normal, um, meaning that my blood pressure is, you know, is out of control. And it usually is. Um, and, uh he seemed to think that um, sleep apnea is the cause of it, uh, which I tend to agree, but there's not much I can do about that right now. My, I was all set. To, I went to the sleep clinic and everything and got fitted for a, a sleep apnea machine, you know, and uh, several things happened where that ball got dropped. Um for some reason, they bought a machine and didn't tell me about it because I was supposed to call them to when I, you know, when I just different models and stuff. So I'd picked one out. And I hadn't had, I didn't finish that process before they had apparently already ordered one, and I didn't know about it. And my insurance company. I had insurance at the time and they wouldn't pay for it because I didn't order it or something. Anyway, it got sent to collections. So it's like 600 something dollars on my, on my credit report right now. I have no idea how, how that happened, but, um, 
shortly after that, I lost my job at Lowe's and the insurance. So I'm like, oh, well, there goes that. And I never did get the sleep apnea machine sorted out to where I could actually pick the thing up because all that went down. So I don't know what happened. Messed up in paperwork, something? I don't know. But yeah, brain damage is definitely a direct result from any stroke. Any stroke, no matter how small. So back to Fetterman. Uh, the debate he had with Dr. Oz. And I understand the argument why people didn't want to vote for Dr. Oz. I understand. He, he's not from Pennsylvania. He's he's not grown up there. He just kind of did a Hillary thing when she moved to New York and said, I want to live in New York and be a New York senator. So I think that's what I'll do. And, and I get that. But look, man, you need somebody that's competent. Okay. What can Fetterman offer you other than uh, what was his? The Eagles, the uh, only thing better than the Eagles is the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles, what about the Eagles? Mm. And then he opens up the night by saying good night. You know, good night, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What do, what do we leave? Do we stay? What do we do? Uh, <laughs> I, I can imagine a bunch of people just staring at him like, what? When you got a guy like that, he can't string coherent thoughts together. Never mind sentences, but thoughts. He can't string coherent thoughts together, okay? Um, that's dangerous. This dude's making laws and passing and, and voting on decisions that affect every one of us, not just him. This okay. is why, ladies and gentlemen, when Joe Biden was elected, my, thir- my first thought was, oh, God, please tell me he's nowhere near the nuclear football. I know somebody else carries that. I don't know how it works. I've seen it, how it works in the movies, but I'm not sure how it works in real life. I don't want to know. But my God, does nobody realize how dangerous the fact that he has control of that kind of thing. And he talks shit too. That's Mm -hmm. another thing. That's another thing about Biden. I don't like he, he, he talks like a bully, you know, and Trump, a lot of people say that about Trump, but the difference is Trump was just brutally honest. He said things people were thinking, but just didn't say out loud. It doesn't make him a bully. We're we're afraid to say, but yeah, we always wanted to say. But yeah, yeah, he just said it. Whatever came to his mind, he just said it. He offended people. Oh well, that's and that that and I've said this before. I don't know if I said it on the show or not, but that reminds me a lot of my father and his father, my grandfather, my grandfather especially. My grandfather was uh, make you sit in a corner and cry on us and then look at you like, why? what is wrong with you? you? You know, and it's out of pure respect I say that because we don't have any of that today. And my grandfather was a judge, too. So there, there are stories about how he ran his courtroom. Like, um, like there was one town over called Mason Town. And there's a river. I forget the name, but maybe Ten Mile River. I forget. But there's this old bridge. It's a suspension bridge that connects Greene County from Mason Town. Okay. And I remember the story was told to me by by uh, God. I, I maybe my dad, but I've heard it from other people outside the family. 
because they, they, they find out I'm a toothman and they'll automatically tell me a story about my grandfather, you, you know, when I back up there, you know. So, oh, you're a toothman. Yeah, I remember, you know, oh, he was your grand, grand oh, okay, you're, you're Judge Toothman's grandson. Oh, okay. I remember so-and-so back and so-and-so, your grandfather this and that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway... <laughs> The bridge was the only way to get back and forth. And this dude in Mason Town had decided he's going to cut up cause some shit. And he led the locals, the local police department, on a high speed chase. And then somehow he managed to wind up on that bridge across, across I think it was 10 miles. I forget. I remember, I remember there being a power plant right on the other side of the road. Yeah, I remember there being a huge power plant. I think it was a nuclear power plant on the other side of the river. And they drew water from that river. And it was always cool because you see this like plumes of steam coming out of the cooling towers, you know. Um but, but anyway, he, he'd come up on that bridge into Greene County, and he stopped in the middle of the bridge, got out of his car, put his hands behind his head, laid down on the bed of the bridge, and waited for the cops to catch up to him and arrest him. And the cops over there in Masontown, they're like, they never seen anything like that. you know. And they asked him, they were putting him in the car and everything, and they are asking him, you know, um... Why in the hell didn't you just keep going? You you were way ahead of us. And he said, well, the judge over there in Greene County is a hard ass. I figure I'll take my chances over here in Masontown. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you anything about my... And he'd send folks to the military, too. <clears throat> he had no problem sending youthful offenders to the military. Uncle Sam... Got a lot of recruits off my grandfather. According to my father. I wasn't there, but... Well, I was, but I wasn't. I mean, I was here, but... (laughs) But, um... That reminds me of Trump. And a lot of people didn't like my grandfather. And, of course, as a judge, somebody's always going to be unhappy. Now, my dad tells a story... Now, my dad was grown, married with kids at this point, okay? And he had to go to the courthouse to, uh, <laughs> he had to go to the courthouse for something uh, to talk to my granddad. And there's, uh, you know, he had a secretary, and then the courtroom, you had to walk by the secretary's office. And then the judge's chambers one way, and then the court the courtrooms the other way. You, you know, if I remember correctly, which I could be wrong. Um, and he's telling the secretary that he needs to talk to the judge. You know, and all of a sudden these attorneys just come. You know, both attorneys, the prosecutor and the defense attorney, just come casually in. They're saying hi to the secretary and. It's way after eight o'clock, <laughs> and they're moseying in just all this that, and they're young, hip lawyers, you know. And they're, they they didn't really spend a lot of time with this particular judge, 
and uh, my grand my my dad said that he walked in there and all he heard was my granddad going off on these attorneys. He's saying, uh, he goes, well, I'm going to adjourn for the day because y'all are late. But he goes, tomorrow, 8 a.m., if y'all aren't in front of me, I'm throwing the case out. It's going in the trash can. And he gave them one stern talking to, and they were running out of that courtroom. Man. <laughs> they didn't get paid for the day because uh, they decided to be late. And my dad was like, he he was yelling at her for like 20 minutes, man. <laughs> and there's one dude who came in. He was like one of these hippie dudes, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. This one dude came in to the courtroom, was slouched, and he was in a t-shirt and jeans, had long hair and a scraggly beard. My grandfather took one look at his attorney and said, you take him somewhere, get him some clothes, get him shaved and a haircut. Or I'm not listening to anything he has to say. So the next day, this dude comes in. He's all clean cut and everything, and business as usual. But yeah, he, you know, he, uh, he commanded a respect for the courtroom. You know, you didn't come in there disrespecting the court. It wasn't necessarily him, but it was the court. And a lot of people didn't differentiate that. They, they. You know, they tagged him as having this ego trip, you know, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't about him. It was about respect for the system and respect for the courtroom. You you know, um, he was a part of that. So, obviously, you know, he commanded, you know, he as part of the system, not he as a person. You know, it's the way I interpret that. And you make enemy as a judge, you make enemies. You want to be embarrassed, you know, or like when my brothers, I didn't experience this too much because I was younger when we moved here. But my brother was in high school. My sister was in middle school. And a lot of folks, parents were put in jail because of my grandfather. And, you know, they had to deal with a lot of bullshit in school because of that, you know, so. Having all of us, all three of us, having grown up away from that, uh, we thought it was the best thing that ever happened because, you know, we got a lot of shit for stuff we didn't have anything to do with. You know, I remember my brother just telling one dude, uh, you know, if he'd quit fucking beating your mom, maybe he wouldn't go to jail, you know, and... It's just, you know, it's the hard reality, you know. Um, But anyway, that's what I like about Trump, that brutal honesty, you know. It's like I may not like what I'm hearing, but at least I know it's the truth. And I may not want to, you know, if I'm somebody else that doesn't like Trump, I don't want it to be the truth because it's a hard truth. It's It's a bitter pill to swallow. Like, it's not a nice thing to say, but Rosie O'Donnell kind of does look like a horse. Not all women look like a horse, but Rosie O'Donnell definitely has a resemblance to a fucking horse. Do I like that? No, I don't like that. But if you stop and look at her long enough, which is hard to do, I understand. And as mean as as a mean thing that is to say, she really does look like a horse. 
I mean, there's no untruth to that. You just don't say it because it's rude. Well, rude isn't dishonest. It's rude, you know, and I don't have a problem with rude. It's like my doctor doesn't have necessarily the best bedside manner, but I love him to death. You know, he's kind of like a Southern house, Docker house, you know. He just take one look at you and like, you know, well, you need to you need to lose about a hundred pounds. I know, doctor. He goes, Well do it. I, I tried, doctor. You got any ideas? Just eat healthy, you know what to do. <laughs> I mean, it's like damn. I mean, man. Yeah, I mean I consider until you go to the gym or whatever. Well you're but... not a doctor. So... Yeah, I mean, well no. Um that's most people you either are a gym rat or you aren't. I want to be a gym rat, but I can't get anybody motivated enough to, because once I discovered, oh, I can get on this machine and, and it's not bad and I can just zone out and, you know, yeah. And, and it, you know, I'm not going anywhere, or whatever, which I know is a, a, you know, something that people kind of hang on. Well, I'm going this machine and I'm doing all these miles, but I ain't going anywhere. God damn it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, but because I, so for some people that that's cool, especially this particular generation. I don't know when it became, um, the end thing. Oh, I gotta um get the gym and I gotta do the. And I wish I'd have known about that when I was you know a little younger because I probably would have done that and I'd probably be in a lot better shape than I am now. But you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't like, I don't remember liking Trump either, but when the election came around and he had, cause nobody thought he was going to win. Nobody. It's like, this is a joke. Even I was like, really? And, and he did. And then it was like, oh shit, we have to. And is that look a real, I, I go ahead. Uh, and look at the mess we're in now. Look at what we have now. Well, I, I had a real problem with Trump ran for president. <clears throat> well, not necessarily when he ran for president. But after the primaries was over and he was the candidate, it was it came down between he or Hillary. Mm -hmm. Now, as somebody at that time, I didn't... <clears throat> now might be a little different because I'm more galvanized. But back then... I was more centrist than I am now. The left pushed me further to the right, and I don't feel bad about that. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of feel like I'm comfortable in my understanding of things now. But there was a time where I was a fence sitter, and I was somebody that could go back and forth between the two parties. I prided myself in being able to do that. Now, I've had, like, socially... Um, oh, I wouldn't even say um, financially conservative, socially progressive w was usually my stand. <laughs> like, I didn't have a problem with gay marriage, I didn't have a problem with gays in the military. I mean, hell, put them on the front line, man. That's, that's kind of my opinion there. I mean, you, you know, they want to fight for their country. Let I mean, them, I, the know. only thing I got to say about that shit is why do people have to know? Why Why well, is that? that well, because the, then you're starting to get into don't ask, don't tell territory, which is controversial. And like I said, if it comes up in conversation, okay, fine, you're gay. 
I mean, I worked with a guy named Chris who who was gay, obviously, and um, I say obviously because he 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 was out. He wasn't hiding it, and he was bullied by an old lady on our team, and uh. I tried like hell to get Chris to take up for himself. Like, Chris, don't don't let her fucking treat you this white man. Don't. You know, I really... Now, he was a dumbass in the sense that he just... just he was really slow at, pick, at trying to figure shit out, you know? And it was like, dude, here's how you do this. Here's what we do every night. Just come on with the program, man. Get down to the department. Go help somebody else out. You know, we all work together, you know. He's having a hard time figuring shit out, you know. And it was, come to find out, it was his first job. So it was like, oh, no wonder. You know, he just really isn't a first job type situation. This is more like, this is more like a job you get when... You're either retired or you're in college and you're just trying to get through uh, college, you know, and you're on your own for the first time. You know, this isn't really like entry level job, you know. Now, it wasn't hard or difficult. I mean, it was difficult, but it wasn't like anything you had to use your brain over. It was muscle over over brain. brain. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it was exhausting. The pay was decent. And if you had a couple roommates, you could live on your own. And um, for me, it was always a stepping stone. It just, I, I stayed longer on that stepping stone than I wanted to. Um, but the longer I was there, the more money I made. And I was hoping, by the time I left, I was hoping a management position would open up. But for me, I was denied three times, and it was just time to go. And uh, the story's going downhill since. I, I still have friends that work there, and I left at a good time. And that's beside the point. But Chris was a good person. He was, uh, Knowing that was his first job, it just wasn't a good idea for it to be his first job. I kind of understood why he was the way he was with things. And... You know, I had no problem with him being gay. He never talked about dating dudes or anything like that. He, it just never came up. But we all knew he was gay, and it didn't present any problem. So, but then the left has to take shit too far. You know, where we don't want the gender on the birth certificate because the child needs to decide when they learn how to talk what gender they are. And being a tree is a gender. You know, do you even know what the fuck a gender, what gender is, man? So I remember I had an art teacher, not Miss Hollingsworth, but I had an art teacher in middle school. Miss Hollingsworth was my high school art teacher, and I loved her to death, so I'm going to separate her. But right before in eighth grade, middle school, I had his art teacher who was a lesbian. Okay. I had no problem with her being a lesbian. That wasn't my problem. The problem was she tried to sell it to us kids. Okay. And I remember thinking. Wow. Yeah. It was very unusual. She kept her job. And she tried to sell it to us kids by telling us that she had these two German shepherds that were male and that they had a gay relationship, that homosexuality occurred in nature. And I just wasn't buying it. Okay, if you like women, dude, that's your business. And I call her a dude because she was a dude. 
Um, and I understand you're an art teacher and you're hip and all that, but in nature, nature doesn't give a fuck about your gender. Nature just only cares about procreation. That's it. And having a homosexual relationship is counterintuitive to procreation. That's not going to happen naturally in nature. The problem with your dogs is you got two dogs in there. Dogs being dogs are horny as fuck 90% of the time. (laughs) And you're not allowing them access to a female. So they're fucking each other out of pure desperation. It's not homosexuality. It's, It's prison sex is what it is. And that's where I had a problem with you trying to sell it to me. Okay. Let's be honest here. You're you're a homosexual. You like the same gender. That's who you're attracted to. That's fine. But let's be real. Okay. Don't try to sell me on some bullshit because I'll smell it a mile away. Um it, when you start giving me bullshit, I start thinking you got something to hide. Like, why are you telling us middle school, eighth graders this? What is your plan with us now? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't realize, and then now it's just gotten worse. And right, it's gotten out way. And that was one teacher out of my entire school career that I remember was open about. I suspect there might have been others, but they kept it to themselves, and that's that's fine. I understand them keeping it to themselves. There's no reason your students should know your sexuality one way or another. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't even be on on the menu. That's my problem. Okay, it's not that I have a problem with your lifestyle or what you do off campus, but they're, they're children. Children don't need to let them have their fucking childhood, man. Yeah, and everything uh, everything in our society has gotten, like, I remember when I was growing up, like, politics, people talked about politics, but it wasn't, like, the, the big thing. Like, nobody... Nobody tried to. Everybody knew about this kind of, especially when we were in high school. We knew about gay and stuff, but it wasn't a big. It wasn't like in your face. Um, now, the when it's practically when you fill out a job application, what political party do you belong to? Um, None of your business. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what? How do you? I remember going to fill out a, a application for a bookstore. Yeah, to work at a bookstore, a Christian bookstore. Well, that says a lot, right there. Well, yeah, and 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 they and one of the questions was something like, "Do you have any lifestyle choices or something that would conflict with? Are you gay? Are you basically, home, are you home with set child?" <laughs> and, 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 and I, had, I, had, I mean, I'm looking at this going, why? You know, like, I don't, I'm a Christian, yes, but I mean, it's a bookstore. I like to read. I would like to work, you know. You home with that child, you little I mean, pervert. I see the way you look. Now, now it's, it's like, okay, well, you can't even, they will look at your Facebook page. To rent an apartment. I mean, this is why you should. That's why you shouldn't be. Should be careful what you post on the internet. Everything that we do is scrutinized, and it's about to get a lot worse. (laughs) Um, are you homosexual? I mean, (laughs) 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 um, 
the, the stuff that they are trying. I mean, and Facebook is is the number one example of this crap. Facebook is like the FBI comes to them and says, "Oh, take this down." Okay, whatever you say, boss. Like they don't even argue. They don't put up a fight. They don't do nothing. <laughs> this is true. I mean, this is true. At least if Apple, if the cops come to Apple and say we want access to this dude's phone, they're like, we can't do anything about it. You don't, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Well, in Apple's case, they really can't. Um, so there's that. I mean, but and I remember sitting there watching the hearings and literally them saying, well, "You need to un- you need to stop making your stu- stuff so um uh ha- yeah. uh proof yeah. you know because because we need access to this terrorist had these phones and yeah man terrorists you can't, I mean. <laughs> Uh, and that's one thing I don't know how it is now that Tim Tim Cook has taken over when he took over Apple, but like they would have hearings and say you need to unencrypt all this stuff, and they're like, we can't. No. <laughs> how come nobody says that anymore? We have if you ever watch any hearings with these senators that don't have a freaking clue about technology. No, absolutely nothing. And they will put Zuckerberg in front of a Senate Senate committee, and he will sit there, uh, Senator, uh, uh, Senator, uh, uh, Senator, I don't know, no, Senator, uh, uh, like. <laughs> no, I'm full well that dude lying, though. Exactly. And they, <laughs> and they ask him the most ridiculous questions. I'm waiting on the hearings to come to drop on Twitter at some point because nobody likes Elon Musk. And the reason they don't, the reason they don't like him is because, Oh no, he bought our little sounding board. That's not fair. He, he, he's going to make it fair. Oh Lord. He's going to make Twitter fair. Oh my God. We don't have any more leverage, man. We get to censor people, not you. We do. But we can't say anything because you have because you have these electric cars, and we want everybody to buy electric cars, and just not your electric car. Car. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, I mean, our our when all this dust settles, I remember texting you yesterday and saying uh, I don't this is getting interesting because I was watching the the poll the little graphics and everything and it was I was kind of trying to relive that whole episode we did with Trump um the second time I mean and it, I was just flabbergasted oh no it's too close to call and I'm looking at the thing like Senate seats, 200-something on the Republican side. Mm-hmm. Democrats, like 48. It's nobody look, oh, this shit is too close to call? Really? <laughs> and it's not even over with yet. 
No, this is this is absolutely ridiculous, man. Why is it taking this long to count the votes? They're dragging it out for some reason. Yeah, what reason might that be? So it can be. Uh... So they can manipulate shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, our elections are fair and secure, and yeah, computerized, blah, blah, blah. computerized vote. Computerized voting is secure and safe. Bullshit. Um, voting machine doesn't work in Arizona. Uh, just so happens that's one of the conflicted states in the 2020 election. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't know. I mean. <laughs> It's America. That shit don't happen in America. We don't have corrupt politicians in America. We we don't we don't we don't have money hungry politicians who buy off judges. Mark Zuckerberg spending four hundred million dollars of his own money to sway liberal judges to not hear uh, any any twenty any twenty twenty election uh, court. Uh, cases, uh, you, you know, um, but you know, and that's a talk. I noticed that's a talking point on the left. That's the first thing my mom will even throw that up. None of none of Trump's cases were heard by the court, and that means that it was all bullshit. Well, Mark Zuckerberg spent four hundred million dollars of his own money to make sure those judges didn't hear one case. So there's that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a bunch of people are getting, you know, getting woke up, and, and I, I, wow. Wake up, little voter, wake up. Wake up, little voter. Well, I mean, I thought, I thought it was going to be like a land, I mean, I thought it was just going to be like. that. That's that's what it's supposed to be, but this is what, this is what happens when you have an over, okay, first of all, let me just break it down for you. Election day turnout is usually Republican. A lot, most Democrats don't go out and vote. Okay. That's why they always tell Democrats, vote, vote, don't forget to vote, vote. And that's why early, that's why mail-in ballots were, were so convenient. And that's why early voting was so convenient. Okay. Because it gave the lazy Democrats all the opportunity in the world to vote. Okay. Not only that, but it also gave them an opportunity to um, jeopard or uh, compromise the chain of custody of those ballots. Okay, so from point A to point B, you don't know what the fuck that ballot was subjected to. Okay, who filled it out? Proof of that, or, or you know, um, and then the left doesn't want to watch the, the the one documentary where somebody actually. Convicted a crime, convicted a murder, prosecuted rather, prosecuted a murder based on the evidence they used to prove that that election was rigged, at least by one method. Now, I know there were multiple methods at play, but, you know, uh, Dinesh D'Souza managed to prove at least one method, 
which was enough to sway the election. But the left doesn't want to hear it. They don't want to. Well, that's just that's just propaganda. That's just that's just too far fetched. That's just not. Are you gonna watch? No, I'm not gonna watch it because it's just too far fetched. Well, how do you know unless you watch? I watch all of them. I when a liberal fucking the only one I haven't watched yet is that leans liberal is the 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 one where you talk about all the time about the Fox News addiction and all that. Yeah. And I'm, I just don't really feel like I just need to hear that. But I, I listen to the left. I hear what they're saying more so than they do. It's like my mom doesn't understand that, that, that critical race theory is a leftist ideology. She doesn't understand that that's a left thing. And I asked her, do you agree with that? No, I don't agree. Well, that's a le- that's your thing. That's, in, that's on your ballot. Not on my ballot. That's on your ballot. Oh, it is not. That's just that's just too that's just just doesn't work that way. Yeah, it does. Do you watch the school board meetings across the country? I do. I know what's going on. All you do is watch the view every morning. I mean, you know, I love my mom to death, one of the smartest people I know, but you're not getting accurate information off that box. She had the nerve to tell me, uh, the view's not political. They're not trying to sway your vote. <laughs> really, mom? I gotta laugh. I gotta laugh at that one. <laughs> really, mom? <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that? that I, I said, well, you agree that they're all Democrats? Well, yeah, they're all Democrats, but they're not. They're not trying to sway sway your opinion, mom. The name of the fucking show is The View. Okay, think about it. They're all well. There's Republicans. They're not real Republicans, Mom. Come on. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think dipshit and douchebag are really going to put up with with real, real Republicans? They can't even argue with them. Well, they're not trying to. Well, they're telling you things that are subtle. They're giving. It's like when I told my dad when I when I learned that TV was bullshit. And you and I talk about this, and you, and you seem to think I'm sort of a little extreme on the matter, but <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, episode of SVU, Law and Order SVU. Um, it's about uh, it's about a pedophile murderer, okay. And one of their suspects was a was an open, we'll say open, out of the closet pedophile, but claims to not have ever hurt a child. Okay, so in in the, in the precinct, they're having this discussion about the moral pedophile. You know how? Well, there's a difference between being a pedophile and acting on it. You know, a pedophile can't help who he's attracted to. You know, they just unfortunate that they're attracted to children you know uh, and I'm like wait a minute I got this TV show here trying to tell me that it's okay to be a pedophile as long as they don't act on it that's just like saying it's okay to be gay as long as you fuck another dude I mean you, you know what I'm saying uh, you're gay okay and gay I don't have a problem with as long as you're doing it with adults but the pedophile? You're telling me it's okay to be a pedophile as long as you don't have sex with children? But that's who you're attracted to. So who are you going to want to have sex with? Little people? Come on, man. 
That's when I realized TV was bullshit. I quit watching it after. I just couldn't. I saw the curtain was lifted, and I just couldn't watch any more television. Because once I noticed it in that one show, I saw it in the local news. I saw it. I saw it on national television. I saw it in sitcoms. I, I saw it everywhere. And it's just like, wow, this shit's trying to brainwash me, man. I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to fall for it, man. I remember, too, I had a really nice Magnavox television. And I gave it to uh, I gave it to John. I was like, he needed to tell us. I'm not using this. You can have it. I'm done with television. Boom. You can have this thing. And to this day, I don't really own it. I'm, no, I don't own a television to this day. Most people, most people don't really anyway. I mean, they... You own a TV. I do, but I don't... I don't use it for, you know, I pick and choose what I I don't like. It's not like back in the day when you just turn the thing on and you just, you know, oh, this is on, you know. Um, That's the only only problem I have with with, uh, streaming services is the, the bad, the good part is you can pick and choose what you want, even though they're going to feed you what they think you want, but you can still pick, you know, um, the trouble with that is they have more information about you and they can, they, they put stuff in there, you know, to, to kind of, cause they think that you lean in a certain way or whatever. Um, and, and the advent of binge watching, bothers me i don't really do that anymore everybody went through this and people still do this because this phase where they're like um oh I, I gotta i gotta go and watch the newest new season of 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 stranger things all in one night because such and such is going to talk about it at work you know and uh that's the the culture that we've talked that we've fallen into is we have to consume everything all at once. We can't pace ourselves. So we get information overload, good or bad, and the brain can't process it like that. They, they, you can't absorb anything. Nobody sits and thinks, um, takes a brief, you know, walks away from something, puts their phone down. I will do. I used to be guilty of this as everybody. I will perfect. I will take my phone and leave it in a room and walk away and go find something else to do. And people get will get pissed. What I was trying to get a hold of you. Why? Why can't I, my phone was not with me? <laughs> no. Um. And and it. I basically sat up and said, okay, I'm not, I'm interested in that. Like I, I, people love to, you know, NCIS, which, you know, the, the, you know, uh, to me, it is something that I can turn on and I don't have, yeah, it's, it's, I get it. It's leans one way or the other. The FBI is great. The CIA is great. The, you know, whatever. Um, but I can sit there and I can be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I, you know, 
I don't feel myself when I'm talking a couple of days later going, well, yeah, I saw this on NCIS and it must be true, you know. <laughs> it's not how it works, man. It's more subtle than that. So you watch that episode and you're you're tuned out like you say you do. I'll tune it all out. Well, it gets absorbed by your subconscious whether you like it or not. And then when you get into a debate with somebody, it's like, yeah, pedophilia is bad. They're like, well, actually, it's not that bad as long as you don't rape children, you, you know. You know, you slowly get you used to the idea that it's okay because, you know, you're presented with an entertainment version of something like, you may or may not agree with. Like this, um, there is no gender. There is no, you know, that was what's being, that bothers me. Like, you, you can't. Well, it's it, it should bother you, but what do you, I mean, you're just going to have to play this out. As if, as, and here's how it's going to play out. Some somebody's gonna get hurt. Somebody is seriously gonna get damaged, like permanently damaged or killed. Even worse, mm -hmm. somebody's gonna get killed over this gender bullshit, mm -hmm. and it's not gonna be in the way of like a hate crime. Okay, it's gonna be in the way of it's just so fucking idiotic. This person made a bad decision and now they're dead. Okay. And uh, there's going to be some lawsuits towards doctors and parents and schools. And there's going to be a chain reaction. And all of a sudden, being a different gender than you are born with is going to be really unpopular because guess what? It's expensive now. <laughs> and you follow the money, you follow the success. And that's all I really know. Yeah, to say about it because I mean, it's, um, it's a lot on of a trajectory this, yeah. course right now to where that's the inevitable. Somebody a lot of this it's all about money. It is about money, and it, it's, of it's crazy. It of course, it's about money, and I've said that ever since. There are people arguing with me up one side, down the other. Even Obama supporters were telling me that's ah, a long shot, man. I said, Obama's going to win this election. And I'll tell you, he's going to win it because his campaign has an insane amount of, of money. Excuse me. And all you have to do to predict an election, now it's a little different now because <coughs> we got different, <coughs> uh, different methods involved. You know, they don't need, well, they need money, but the money is going to a different, it's going to a different uh, channel, we'll say. And, uh, you know, now they use, they use the money now to, to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Finance the, uh, the illegalities of getting an election one instead of trying to worry about a fair election uh they're too busy trying to uh pay off mules and whatnot to stuff ballot boxes you, you know um and it's just not cool man it's just really not cool i wonder if how many people are out there right now with cameras phone what have you 
just going around to the different boxes because you know somebody had to has to have that idea. This footage has to be somewhere of all these, you know, this election right now. Um, somebody watching. Somebody's got to. There's got to be as many cameras as there are, are in this country. I mean, it, it's a scary thought. <laughs> I mean, I remember when, you know, as far as like the ginger stuff, I remember when, when I was growing up, oh, that's just stuff that happens over in Europe, right? They go over there and they get the medical care is just great in Europe. It's nothing like it is here. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and now all you hear about Europe is, oh, they're corrupt and they're this. It's like, <laughs> well, there's. You know, there's one side that still believes that they have better better medical care over there, and blah blah blah, and there's the other side that says no, they're corrupt and everything's BS, and it's just you know, I don't know what it's gonna take. I don't, I'm seriously, I don't think this country's gonna recover. I really don't. Um. I think the left wants a permanent power structure. They don't they don't want they want a single party government like China. And there's no room for conservative thought in <clears throat> in the uh, conversation. And that galvanizes my conservatism even more. Um just to be honest about it, it's like look, the more uh, the harder Apollo Creed punched Rocky Balboa, the more I wanted him to win that fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every blow to Rocky that Apollo struck galvanized my support for Rocky. Whether I liked Rocky as a person or not, just the fact that Apollo was whipping his ass, I supported Apollo. I mean, I supported Rocky that much more because it wasn't fair. Apollo wasn't fighting a fair fight. And that's the way I feel about the current political situation. The left is not fighting a fair fight, they're using censorship. They're they're using freaking, uh, you know, they're using the Justice Department and the FBI. That you know, instead of just arguing the point, it's like, look, this idea is better than this this other idea because this idea, this this and this, instead of saying I'm a tree now, I identify as a tree. My pronouns are they them, and you're just gonna have to accept that. I don't want to hear any. Opinion you may have about it I don't want to hear You're just a transphobe at that point All of a sudden you're afraid Okay now I understand Me personally I don't agree With homosexuality Just to to put this in a more normal realm I don't don't agree With it in my own life I'm not attracted to men I, I don't want men attracted to me I don't agree with it in my life I don't particularly believe The bible supports that uh, that's just my opinion You, you know um, I'm not ever Going to marry a guy 
Uh, I'm not even going to marry a woman for that matter, let alone a guy. So that doesn't mean I'm afraid of homosexuals. I'm not. Like I said, I just told a story about me trying to help one, you know, uh, 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 my former employer because I felt bad for the guy. Doesn't mean I hated him. I wasn't afraid of him. There's no phobia there. I just disagree with his lifestyle, but it didn't affect me. So it's none of my business. It's just if you ask me and you want me to be honest about it, I'd have to say, yeah, I disagree with it because I, th I think you open yourself up for a lot of risk, first of all, and I think that it goes against nature, second of all, and I think if you ever want to procreate in a natural way, it's going to be impossible for you because, you know, the, the biology just isn't there, but if you're happy and you're not hurting anybody and, and you're doing your thing and you're not trying to convert me and you're not trying to push anything on me into my life that's affecting me and my decisions, I don't care. It's none of my business what you do. You you talk to your God on your own love when you work it out, man. You, you, you know, it's not for me to decide. I'm not God. It's not for me to decide your fate, you know. But if you're going to ask me my opinion of it, I'm not afraid of homophobia. I'm not scared. I mean, you know, there's no fear there. It's just I disagree with it. So to put a phobia to it, it's kind of like, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to say, well, I'm not afraid. Okay, so you're not homophobic. You see what I mean? You know, you're for the gays because you're not afraid of the gays. And it's not about that. You know, I could be supportive of somebody who's homosexual and disagree with it, just like I can their politics. It's the same thing. My mom and I are 180 degree different on our politics, but I love my mom. I support her. She's. I'm still going to say she's one of the smartest people I know, which makes it all the more confusing. But she chose the road back in the day, and that left an imprint on her. And uh, I don't know what to say. She's going to vote blue no matter what. And that's at, at this stage, at her age, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I should do about it. But don't try to tell me that that she, you know, don't don't try to tell me what I know. That's basically my point. I don't care who it is. Does that mean I'm, I'm Democrat? I'm a Democrat phobe just because I'm a conservative? I'm not afraid of Democrats. I just highly disagree with them at this point because they went off the rocker. <laughs> you know, I used to be able to understand both sides of the ideology, the left side and the right side. But the more I understand, the more I'm like, no, I can't align myself with the left because it's just wrong. You know, they want to abolish the Constitution and, and you can't do that. The Electoral College is balance. It symbolizes balance and it creates balance. Otherwise, New York and Los Angeles would decide our elections. Pretty much. My vote won't matter anymore. <clears throat> My vote barely matters now, but I'm, I'm still going to do it. All right. Um... Do change the subject. Yeah, because we're we've been going on about this for a while. Um, but it's I, important because it's a midterm. We just it is very midterm. it is very important. I hope a lot of people voted. I hope that you know. Well, we know a lot of people voted, and we also know how they voted so far. Mm -hmm. So I'm disappointed in half of you out there. 
<laughs> of, of the ten people that's going to listen to this I episode, mean, five of y'all nobody, need a good talking to. Some well, some of these some of these some of this stuff, which is why I enough enough of this isn't hammered home. You go and you put and you cast your valid valid for whoever you want to vote for. Doesn't matter. It's nobody's business who you vote for. Not it is really. nobody. Not when it, it comes down to it. No, you're right. No, it, it is absolutely nobody's business who you vote for. Absolutely. It is a secret ballot. You go and it's you, supposed to be. <laughs> you go and you go into that booth or you go and you sit down at that table with that little divider, and basically nobody's supposed to know shit. But somehow in this country we have decided that no, I gotta know who you who you did what with and, you know, whatever. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not how the, this is not how this is supposed to be. And th- this is not, this is not a Democrat Republican thing. This is politics in general thing. Like somehow or another, we all, we collectively as a country, which I think it was a general, a, a g- gradual shift. Thanks to our media um if if somebody comes on a television program or news program and they say, Well, I believe this, how dare you? Well, this is just my you're not entitled to opinion unless it's my opinion. You know, I mean this is not how this is supposed to work. We're not supposed to tear each other down just just because we have opinions. Debate is supposed to be healthy. We're not fostering healthy debate. We're fostering a bunch of pick your side and you better pick the right side or else I'm going to kick your ass. That's what it's come down to. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, that attitude that you're talking about, to be perfectly honest, didn't it? It only comes from one direction. It's not two two directions. Like all the conservatives I know, like especially when I voted for Obama, the conservatives were willing to have a debate. Yeah. It, it, you know, they're willing to talk to me about you know, hey, you, you know, this is why Obama's not a good president. You know, this is, and I would argue back with them. You, you know, and um. As I allowed myself to have these conversations, I slowly but surely changed my mind about Obama because I was presented with facts, you know, not not through arguments, but just conversations. So, hey, look, Obama's a dick because of this, 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 this. Oh, yeah, no, he's not. You know, that's not true. Well, you know, go look it up for yourself. Don't take my word here. Yeah, and there, and there used to be, and I remember having, you know, this is it used to be this way with conservatives like Democrats you kind of felt like you were you know like Clinton for we all Clinton <laughs> when he was in office I mean we're, we're all kind of like oh, this dude if you're a guy he's, he's one of us man, man. This, this dude right here man you know uh, yeah yeah and, and and we're like hey man I mean we were all too young to go. I mean, we're just, I mean, if you're a guy, you're like, damn, that, that takes some balls, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
you didn't think about you know you didn't think about the bigger picture of it. you're just like okay yes and, and he's your everyday and, dude man i mean and just looking back on it, it it's it, you know it, now that you're older we're older and we can look back on it we're just like okay he was a yeah he was a kind of a bad bad guy but i mean he was a really bad dude he was like corn pop man i mean but but um i mean yeah i mean we've got we have a president in the in the white house right now that that wanders around and can't you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth on a daily basis (laughs) what what am i doing here i mean (laughs) golly that i mean and we went through this with concern. I mean, does nobody remember the broccoli incident with George Bush? <laughs> yeah, but that was just, he just said he didn't like broccoli. He didn't like broccoli. He also threw up on the prime minister. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. I, but, mean... I mean, the point is we, we put these people and, and rightfully as particularly a president, the president cannot be, he has to be above all this, right? He can't, he's not allowed to be human, you know? Um, well, you can't get any more human than Trump. I mean, yeah. I mean, that. I think that's what a, a lot of people thinking about it now. I think that's what scares a lot of people because they were like, he just basically told, you know, this person and that person to go to hell. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, you couldn't make up the stuff about January 6th. I, I about laughed my butt off. Because <laughs> the stuff that they were coming up with, oh, yeah, the president grabbed, basically punched the Secret Service guy and then grabbed the wheel of the beast and was like, I'm going back to the No, he didn't. No, yeah. Even the Secret Service come out and said, no, nah, none of that happened, man. I don't know what y'all are talking about, but... Uh... That wasn't the vehicle we were in. <laughs> oh, well, we were told by somebody that somebody, you know. Yeah. It, know it was a tweet. And, and tweets are the truth. He, he, had, he had dug a tunnel the night before hmm. from the Capitol building to his podium where he spoke to his constituents. And, you know, they, they, they went into the tunnel over to the Capitol building. How ridiculous are you people, man? No point did he ever, ever encourage people to storm. And you know what? For an insurrection, you know, we're going to take over the government violently. Um, They sure did find a Gandhi-ass way to do it because ain't none of them had guns. So, uh, in fact, the only person that did get killed was on our side. So, um... Mm. Ashley Babbitt should never be forgotten in my lifetime. In my life, uh, you know. And okay, let's look at the footage. Oh, AOC was so scared she was hiding in her cave. Oh my God! Well, let's look at the footage of the people inside the Capitol building. They're not even jumping the red ropes. They're walking around like they're in a fucking museum, man. You know, so they were told to go in by the Capitol Police. They were let in. It's yeah, obvious I mean, when you look at and, the video. Like all of a sudden stuff, it's the, the White House is the people's house. When all this stuff started happening, they're like, I know they have tours of the White House and stuff. I bet half that stuff stopped. 
Like all of it. Like probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it was like. I know they stopped after 9-11. I don't know if they ever resumed, but this is our government. And it's our our history. And they're basically trying to tell us all, oh, you can't No, because you don't want you don't want to know what's really going. You don't want us to know what's really going on. You don't want a camera pointed at somebody's office with the door open because they might see something that they're not supposed to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) that's why we have, you know, these these stupid. Oh, uh, somebody stole my laptop. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So. This is this is just getting. Like I said, I'm. I I talked about it, you know, for the show and gave my thoughts on the matter and everything. But as far as my daily life goes, um, I'm just waiting for dust to settle. And I cast my vote. That's the best thing I could do. I encourage people to cast theirs. I did the best I could. And barring that. That's all anybody um, my, can do. Yeah, and then my day-to-day life, I can't let it affect me like it does other people. I mean, you know, I got goals that I'm trying to meet. And uh, I want to talk to you about, it's nothing you'll be interested in, but I think it's kind of funny okay. after after the show um, when we do the wrap-up. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm just focusing on my life right now. Like I said, like you said, that's all anybody can do is cast their vote and encourage others to cast theirs. And uh, as I, I'm starting to feel like my vote doesn't matter. And I'm starting to feel like in order to get my vote back, I kind of feel like Mo on Mo Facts at this point. If you want my vote, what's in it for me? And, uh, because with all the cheating going on and what we'll say manipulation going on in the elections and 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 shit, I just shit ain't going my way since 2016. I mean, you know, when I voted for Trump the first time and he won, that's that's the last time I felt like my vote mattered. I mean, you know, 2020. Trump had 12 million more votes than he did in 2016 and he still managed to lose and you're going to tell me that my vote matters to get out and vote this midterm was sort of like a test for me you know I knew they were going to try to cheat I knew I just didn't know how successful it would be and now that I've seen how impactful it is um I decided that I'm not going to vote anymore unless um, unless there's something directly in it for me. I'm not saying pay me to vote, but that candidate better better have some balls on him because uh, I will vote for Trump in 24 if it comes down to it. But at this point, I don't think he has a chance. I really don't. <laughs> Even if you put DeSantis with him, which I think would be a miracle ticket, you know, you put you put Donald Trump with DeSantis. See, here's the way I'd like to see it go. You get a Trump DeSantis in twenty four. Trump's got one more term left, so he can't run again. 
he endorses DeSantis to run for president in 28. And um, I'd vote for DeSantis. But I don't see that happening. I don't see Trump winning in 24 at this point. They got to him. Uh, they got to him. As, as many supporters as he has, as much influence as he has now, um, out of the 300 candidates endorsed by Trump during these midterms, only 16 lost. So I will say that's a success, but we we needed an overwhelming majority in order to try to fix things, and we just don't have it. And um, so we're going to remain broken and divided for the foreseeable future. Only people that can unite this country at this point are conservatives. Uh, and I just don't see it. So there's that. Yep. Well, um, you want to do the housekeeping stuff and wrap it up? Um, yeah, we can. Um, I was going to talk about some movies, but uh, that can we can wait for next week. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, we got time. We okay. we got about ten fifteen minutes. We could go over if we need to. Um. Yeah. Uh. So you. Put put it on my radar. Um, but we were talking a couple of shows back about um, Blade Runner. Yes, we were. Yeah. And uh, you put it on my radar about twenty Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I did. And uh, I finally got a chance to watch it. Okay. And uh, it it was it was. Were you blown away? Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, I. The visuals, oh yeah, are are awesome. It was I, on uh, point. It was on point, man, for real. Um, the story was exactly where you would think it would go. It I was fit, not. It fit right yeah. where it should be. Yeah, it wasn't out of spec. The continuity was there. Mm. Mm. Um, now, now what did you what did you take away from it? I didn't have a, uh, I, I didn't, you know, like, oh, this is a metaphor for something or anything. It was just like. It was within the storyline, but not, not like on a bigger. Yeah. I mean, the, um, the whole, uh, dynamic of, you know, I can't figure out whether the, I'm a, I'm a tracker or I'm a, you know, I'm a blade, you know, uh, I track these things down or am I one, you know, um, cause he, mm-hmm. you know, thought he was, a. Uh, um, excuse me for anybody who hasn't seen this. We're going to spoil it a little bit. It's a 2017 movie. So if y'all hadn't seen it by now, um, yeah. Um, he couldn't figure out what was, at one point you're thinking, Oh, maybe he is a, a replicant. And, and, and he goes through this whole process of, Oh, um, um, I might be this way and I might, um, cause he thinks he's this lost child and there's this whole, you know, my memory's real thing. The wooden horse, mm-hmm. um, that whole, um, that was a wild trip, man. It was. And, and, and the thing where he, um, goes to that dude's house, starts looking around, 
sees all this, you know, this this tree, this funky looking tree, you know, um, and he's he's like trying to clear out all this stuff. And there was room for a sequel, but I don't think they're going to make one. I love I Harrison. I love. I don't Harrison think they Ford's. should personally, but yeah, I loved Harrison Ford's performance. This is probably one of the best ones that he's he's done in years. He did reprise his role perfectly, I think. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my my, I was particularly blown away at uh, at. Um, at the conclusion that you were to come to, mm-hmm. you, you know, and the fact that it, that um, it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, kind of they pulled one of those, mm-hmm. bravo, because that's hard to do now, because everybody's kind of expecting it, the mm-hmm. plot twist, you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it completed the story pretty good. And here's what it did for me, which I never thought I never thought it would do. Is because the original Blade Runner, I was totally against the replicas. Kill them all, fuck them, you know, they're evil, blah, blah, blah. But this movie made that very complicated. You, as the movie progressed, you, even the evil ones, you felt bad for because you understood their plight. Man, yeah, man. I mean the the guy that took over, who created who created the whole replicant thing, you know, he's making he's still making them, and like that scene where the, he basically just murders a uh, a replicant because for whatever reason he's having this conversation and he just kills it. Yeah, and then as the like I said, as the movie progresses and you see these situations. Uh, I kind of felt empathy for the replicant, uh, and then you realize what happened after <clears throat> after uh, Harrison Ford's character and Sean Young's character went off and lived happily ever after. That didn't end at all the way I wanted it to. That that was just like fuck, man. You, you know. Um, and then to find out that they had a, a child, yeah. which was very valuable, um, which I'm like, wow, that's that's crazy, man. Yeah, which the whole thing was around. Oh, these things can can procreate now, and that's you know, you know, you got the one side that's like, oh, this is bad, and the other side's like, oh, it's you know, and then to, to find out that his daughter's kind of a key part of you know all that. Um, well, the fact that that even was his daughter, surprise. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like, and naturally, because she's half human and half replicant, and of course, she's going to have some some health issues, you know, to go along with that, you know, mm-hmm. which is sad because she's she's trapped in that world she can't get out of, you know. Uh, crazy movie man but it fit perfect it was bravo i mean you know mm-hmm. i don't need i don't need it to go on any further after because i was 
I was heartbroken enough as it was in that movie, but it answered a lot of questions and it changed my mind on a lot of things. I feel I feel the same way about Terminator and Terminator Two. You you could have stopped. I mean, I have some of the other movies, but yeah, you could have stopped after Terminator Two because I've seen the most recent one that James Cameron produced. He didn't direct it, but he produced it. And it's basically a logical, it's a logical successor to Terminator 2, and that was um, uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Mm. And it's caught on the original cast. Um, most of the, like, Linda Hamilton reprises her role when, and, and, it, and stuff, but it just, it doesn't, like, they could have stopped at Terminator 2. And, they and could have. It would have been fine. And it would have been fun. Yeah. Story yeah. ends. The, the the war's over. Um, good, good. John Connor lives happily ever after. after. But, you know, no, like years later, because like, I, I, was, I was excited to see, okay, how are they, you know, Jane Cameron, James Cameron comes out and says, okay, this is the logical successor to Terminator 2. And then I watched the thing and I'm like, this no, is bad. Ain't. Yeah, this is terrible. this is bad. <laughs> That's I what mean, happens when you when you milk a franchise, for lack of a better word. I hate the word. I mean, franchise. but Sarah what happens Connor when... spends half the movie drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just, it is. That's just terrible. Ugh. and then like um. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator, he's like, oh, he he's like all gray and stuff, and it looks weird, and mm-hmm. and he, you know, he goes off and get it, it's just weird. <laughs> Why James Cameron feels the need to to mess with something that was good. Same, I feel the same way about Termin- about Avatar film. I've never seen any of the Avatar films. I'm not but, going to. But he keeps making these stupid things. Oh, it's 3D. 3D is great. 3D is how old? We've had this technology for since the, de- the 70s, okay? I know. 50s. It goes 50s, all back. really? 50s, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's like, oh, no, it's great because it's 3 No, it looks like crap. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the whole whole reason anybody goes to watch this movie is because they don't care about the story. The story, who cares? Um, it's it's in three D, and people will pay tons of money to wrong. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm not gonna go it, on. It, it goes back to what we've always said throughout the show. Um, Follow the money. <laughs> That's why they do it. It's about the money. You think Disney cares about the quality of the Star Wars story? No, they're going to milk that thing for every dollar they invested in it. Well, finally, they, they laid an egg and somebody said, oh, we better stop for a couple of years. Cause, uh, Just stop, period. It's done. I mean, it's been done. Yeah, I the mean. Original six movies, it was done as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Same with me. I, that's, I watch, where, that's where I stop. I, wa- I watched the first two new ones that they put out. And after the second one, I'm like, nope. 
Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Because <laughs> then they, they get too far into the character development. You know what I mean? It's like I all mean, these little characters that don't mean anything to the story become important. Basically, fan fiction. And then it over. gets tedious. Yeah, fan fiction took over, which is one one of the one of the things that I agree. With. Um, <coughs> George Lucas, when he owned Star Wars, he let everybody have the extended universe. The only criteria he had was you cannot mess with continuity. You cannot change right, right. what's already happened. What's already happened. What happened in with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You can go back. You can go forward however you want to do it but the original trilogy you cannot alter it and the first chance they get when Disney what do they do they totally flip the idea of training and the force and all that kind of stuff on its head mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean just I mean I understand one of the characters one of the main characters has to die I understand why it was Harrison Ford's character it's gotta it has to be somebody can't be Luke because they thought they were going to do something with it that was a disaster anyway (laughs) um but it's it's just like and and I've, I've listened to untold tons of people that are huge Star Wars fans and will have debates for hours about whether or not, you know, such and such was a good idea. Did Han shoot first? You know, that those kind of people. <laughs> um, and it, it's just... Fandom has gotten the Marvel movies after the first, after the first wave. They could have stopped. They didn't have to... Now there's this whole multiverse thing, and it's getting. I'm so over. Like I was fine with releasing a new, you know, a new Batman movie every couple of years. Go ahead. You know, the only the only thing I had was quit telling his origin story fifty million times. Everybody knows how he becomes Batman. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just just. Um, the most recent one was actually very good. It was um, kind of a combination of things, of uh, two different stories. Um, and people give give Robert Pattinson a, you know, the Twilight guys, Batman. He, he does a decent job. I mean, it's a little, you know, dark and broody, like like over the top dark and broody, like like uh Christopher Nolan's version like except extremely depressed and like all pissed off at the world and shit um good to know but um I mean Zoe Kravitz does a great Catwoman you know it's it's it is a good solid film that didn't poke anything at Nolan's Batman. It didn't... I mean, I will love Nolan's Batman trilogy for... I didn't want that crap to end. (laughs) That was the best. Because it was was just like, no, no, it can't, you know, in this way or whatever. And um, as far as um, speaking of sci-fi, I mean, 
I recently discovered you had said that um, you were gonna you were thinking about checking out Battlestar Galactica. I had ne- I have heard of Battlestar Galactica, but I've never watched it or. I didn't know any. I knew like some of the because I'd seen some of the revival series on uh, on Sci-Fi Channel. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how deep it went, so I went looking around and found out that there was this series in the seventies that late seventies. And and, and 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 I watched a couple of episodes of it, and, and it only lasted like thirteen or eighteen episodes, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good. I mean, for the time period, it, it's like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This is this this is. I mean, well, explain to the people that it's it's akin to the Star Trek, Trek universe. First, exactly. It's it's basically like a different. Um, Almost like a different story, way of telling a story, um, epic opera type situation, I guess, almost. Um, It shares that in common with Star Wars. But as far as Star Trek, it's very, you can look at it and, you know, see that whole, the effects remind you of Star Trek. (laughs) You know, the the aliens remind you of Star Trek. Um, well, it's in that universe. That's why. So um, it's, fo- it's following that that continuity, mm-hmm. because the premise is that Battlestar Galactica takes place on an outpost um, that the Federation that w- belonged to the Federation. And you have like freight traffic coming through, and then you have Federation traffic coming through. It's like an important outpost, and um, whereas Star Trek itself is the exploration aspect, you know, where the Enterprise travels from place to place and runs into different things. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, from my understanding, I have not watched any of it yet, um, follows the premise of the stories kind of come to one location, you, you know, which is this outpost. And it's an important outpost because it's like on the edge of a galaxy or, or something. And uh, it's like a a wormhole or something that it's so it's like the last stop gas station in space or something like that the way i take it and i really need to start watching it because uh yeah. so i know what i'm talking about yeah i mean i i um i'll be interested to see what you're what how you um interpret i'm not this. i'm not going back to the set i'm just watching the newest one um, Six season. I, I ain't got time to do. Well, all that the the first shit. the first one is you know, and then they did one in some kind of revival or something in the eighties. They've, they've done. They've done they, TV movies. They've done miniseries. They've done. I mean, there's all kind of. I just ain't got time to nerd out like that. I just want to watch the 
the latest series, the one that everybody remembers, and it was six seasons. And uh, that's all the energy I'm going to put towards it. And I haven't even started that yet, so we'll see. Because I know once once it happens, I'm going to have, I'm just, okay, I'm dedicated to this now because I have to see how it plays out. And, you know, I just got other things going on right now. I did yeah, watch. You, you don't want to get into the lost situation again? Well, that was a show I hated. And it was torture watching that show for six seasons. It made no sense to me. It was a stupid ending to the series. I felt like, you know, had I spent six years watching this bullshit and got let down, I'd be pissed. It's no wonder people were arguing about it. <laughs> um, and, and it was obvious from the get-go that the island was purgatory. These people didn't survive that fucking plane crash. This wheelchair guy just didn't miraculously start walking on this island. He died in the plane crash. This is purgatory. This is where, this is where you get tested your fate between hell and heaven. I mean, you, you know, they they didn't do a good job of hiding that throughout the series. It's like dumbass. This man, golly, what is the island? You had the dumbass fans. What's the real meaning of the island? What is it? It's purgatory. You dumbass. God. Yeah, um, but you were saying something else you were after. Uh, I've already. No, no, no. I'm not after. It's just a movie I have watched, and you thought it was kind of funny because I watched Django Unchained finally, not oh, realizing okay. it was a Tarantino movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I was like, wow. And uh, as, as the movie progressed, the violence progressed. And I'm like, wow, this this is like a Tarantino movie. You know? <laughs> the last scene was just gratuitous blood and flesh flying off of bodies. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, wow, I could have sworn this is a Tarantino movie. And then I went and looked it up after I watched it. And I was like, God, dog, I did not know that was a Tarantino movie. I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I am not surprised you, that all, I, you always know because his are over the top violent. Yeah, it's just like this is all unnecessary. I he could have killed that dude and and left it. I mean, I, the only film I've ever felt that way about. That's what to this day I haven't watched it because I couldn't get through the first scene. Was Reservoir Dogs because that first scene you got a guy laying on a couch. Bleeding out, and it's like nobody, dude. And they just keep. I'm like, oh, okay, he's dead. It's like, I, I, no, no, no. <laughs> now, I can watch Kill Bill all day long. That's I get that. More, that's even more violent. Well, well, that's not even. That's not even. Uh, Kill Bill, Pulp Fiction. You know. I understand those, but, but for whatever reason, like I have no desire to see Django Unchained. I just, um, no, I mean, I've heard good things about his last film, which was, um, once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, but I don't, you know, he was only. He said he's only going to make a certain number of films. I think he's done. 
I think he is too. I think he told Rogan he was done. Which I was kind of fine with me. I was kind of bummed because there was supposed to be a third volume of Kill Bill, but I he just didn't feel like doing it. Yeah, plus his main, the main guy. I mean, K.R. Dean's dead, so of course he kind of died in the second one anyway. But. Well, Uma's still around. Yep. <laughs> as fine as that woman be. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, man. And you, and you know, I'm just gonna say this, man. You had me all mixed up with the damn run, Lola run situation. I I understand because I remember watching that film and thinking, oh yeah, okay. And then could have sworn that was the for her first role. And you're like, no, Mila Jovovich has nothing. Mila Jovovich has nothing to do with this. And I'm like, I finally like after arguing you up and down, I'm like, I swear. And and I'm like, I hate it when you're right. I hate it when I'm right too, because I went into that whole movie. It's like, wow, she looks different in this movie. And I'm like, I'm gonna look her up, man, see what she's doing now. And when I looked at her Wikipedia page. Run Lola Run was nowhere in it. Like, maybe maybe I have it confused with a different movie. Which I don't I know. Might, but I you need be. to watch. You need to watch it. It was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, for I mean, it's kind of weird because it resets all, all out through the movie, different scenarios. But mm-hmm. it's very, it's a very good movie. I, so, I have no complaints with it. So it's kind of like um, I think I watched it at one point. It's kind of like. Um, um, there's a movie with Tom Cruise that kind of started this whole. It's a couple of years old. Um, it's based off of a Japanese thing. It's called uh, Live, Die, Repeat or something like that. And the, basically the same scenario keeps happening over and over and over. Um, almost like I, Groundhog Day. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, this run of the run happens within a 20-minute time frame throughout the whole movie. You know, and she keeps. Uh, she, I don't know what magic happens, but she has the ability to reset that twenty minutes and try something different every time. Um, and it's a matter of life and death. And uh, and you're just you're just you, you're on an adrenaline high the whole time because she's at literally running throughout the whole movie. And um, different scenarios play out. And it is kind of a 20-minute Groundhog Day. Instead of 24 hours, it's 20 minutes. And it's not a very long movie either, so it goes by pretty quick. And at the end of it, you're like, wow, that was that was kind of a trip. And seeing her, seeing her booby shake when she runs is pretty nice. Um, <laughs> And it's some German chick. I forget her name, but yeah. she's very attractive. I mean, I had no problem looking at her. Um, yeah. I've been up. reading. I've been reading. Um, reading a couple. Of, I'm still reading the Mafia book. Um, I didn't know what book you're reading. The the um. Um. Mm-hmm. Forget the guy's name. Mafia Democracy. Michael Francis. 
You might, yeah, that's it. I, I can't remember. I can remember his first name, but his last name, I, for some reason, it just totally goes out of my brain. Um, yeah, that's a very interesting book. I'm enjoying that. Um, of course, I'm also reading Tom Clancy books. Right? I'm I, I'm committed to read them all the way in chronological order. For, for whatever, once I found out how to make you ever it, have like, you ever have you ever read The Jackal? No, it's on my list. God, you should read that book, man. You like these spy um, novels and shit. Yeah, which, uh, weirdly enough, the book I'm reading right now, which is Rainbow Six, the Jackal plays a prominent um, prominent role in a Tom Clancy novel, of all things. So That's kind of weird, but that's okay. Um, which makes me wonder, if the, was this actually a real person at one point? The Jackal you was know. based on a true story. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna I may have to read that one before I continue on with my other books. Um I like the movie too, but the book, I do too. You should re- you should read the book. Um I'm not gonna fault you for reading the book on that one. Well I've seen I've seen the uh I know the mo- the book and the movie really don't have any correlation to each other, I don't think. Um, the, the, um, but the main, it's the main reason that um, the Jackal plays a prominent role in the Bourne series too in the books. Um, is that Tom Clancy? The Bournes? No, that's um, Robert Ludlum. Robert Ludlum, that's right. That's who yeah, wrote the, the Jackal, I think, right? The, yeah, um, and but uh, yeah, um, he plays so a how did role the jackal in... end up in the Tom Clancy novel? Um, he is in prison. Uh, Rainbow Six, for those of you who don't know, most people know the video games, but it's based off of a um a book about a um that's ba- it's in the Jack Ryan universe john john clark universe yeah basically they create a international um hostage rescue team they can go anywhere in the made up of basically nato and american uh members they can go anywhere in the world to to rescue hostages and they go they go all over the place trying to kill and and uh, take down hostages and figure out who's making all you know doing all these terrorist attacks and at one point they go to Spain and one of the terrorist demands is they want Carlos um, the Jackal released from French prison mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he's, he plays you know he's a part of that particular particular storyline and uh, it's, it's quite interesting because um, I didn't, I didn't know what that was a twist that kind of are there movies to these books? No, not that one anyway. The only, the only books that got turned into movies, which Tom Clay, Clancy famously hated, um, Clear and Present Danger, The Sum of All Fears, Patriot Games, and The Hunt for Red October. 
have all been one of my favorite movies of all time one of my favorite movies as well um i saw that in the theater probably six times man really yeah that was uh, and you know what that's one of my dad's favorite movies it was just naval strategy always appealed to me um because it was like a chess game you know and, and you get and, that you get that sense in the book too, but the book differs. It went into more to character development, I think. The book did pretty much. Like Jack Ryan himself was a different character, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't mind because I wasn't interested in the book the movie. I thought stood on its own pretty good. I mean, I try to read the book before I see the movie nowadays most of the time. I do too, but the the whole spy novel stuff isn't my game, so it's really hard for me to read those books. I mean, I just if you want to really trip out, read some of the James Bond movie, James Bond novels and then try to watch the movie. <laughs> well, they're different, man. They're not even meant to be <clears throat> like um not many people know this but I'm a huge James Dean fan. <laughs> and it's kind of kind of weird, but it's not something I talk a, a lot about cuz I kind of feel like it's, you know, he's not here anymore, so his history's kind of there. So I don't obsess over him or anything. But I'm a huge huge James Dean fan and he only did three movies and uh, one of I think his first movie was East of Eden okay and that is the whole reason that I became a John Steinbeck fan because when I was growing up fall in love with these three James Dean movies and the the cool factor of James Dean. Um, I didn't know that 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 was based off of a book, you you know? And when I did, that's when I developed my philosophy that I should really read the book when I can, you know, preferably before I see the movie, you know? Um, And I went back and read the John Steinbeck novel, East of Eden. And, uh, absolutely nothing like the movie I had nothing in common with it at all except for a very small part of it you, you know but the character development uh the biblical reference you know mm-hmm. uh, I was basically a modern telling of Cain and Abel you know you have the good brother and the bad brother and the evil mother you know mm-hmm. uh so that's when I went on a deep dive with John Steinbeck. He became my favorite author because um, just that one book alone. And then I found out that, oh, Grapes of Wrath was based on a Steinbeck novel called Grapes of Wrath. So I went and read that book. I'm like, holy shit. And then I realized that Grapes of Wrath earned Steinbeck the uh, Nobel Prize for Literature. Which is now on the banned book list, I think. Ironically, I read something about that the other day. Wait a minute. Stop the presses. Are you telling me The Grapes of Wrath is on the banned book list? 
Yeah, it seems like I saw a headline about it the other day. What got it there? What I about have it? Should no be idea. I was. It's a so, historical novel about the Great Depression, man. It's historically relevant. I was just about to say he won the Nobel Prize in literature for that book uh, based on its historical accuracy and it's a fiction novel. It's the only one of its, he's the only person to ever win on historical accuracy or historical relevance based on a, a work of fiction. And you're telling me that it's on the band. Well, you're going to have to, you're, I want to report. <laughs> I'm, 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 I could go dig this up, but you, I want a full report. I want to know why I want to know when, uh, that's your homework assignment. Uh, cause I just, I just have a hard time. I believe it because we live in this fucking upside down world, but I just, I, I can't understand why, um, uh, if that's the case. Um, there's absolutely nothing about that movie, let alone book that's offensive in any kind of way. It's a historical telling in a fiction way of the great depression. I mean, that book, I mean, I, I have no words to being banned. I, I don't know what I, I hope to God you're wrong. You have a, you have a good track record being wrong. So I hope you are. Um, but... <laughs> Because uh, I will be pissed if you're right, man. So I pray to God this is just you getting mixed up with another book, man. Because I'm not going to blame you if it is. I'm just, because, you know, that'd be good news. But I'm, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I don't know. I was, um, it was something I was poking around on something the other day. Yeah, you're always poking around. And, and I was like, okay, well, um, you know, what is, I didn't bother to click. I, it's something about that just, um okay I'm getting apparently there was a there was a band named the Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> um that's interesting. It is, man. Um Oh, you're giving me the port right now. Okay. I was going to give you a couple of days to get your home. Well, I, I will, I will, because, I mean, <laughs> we're just having this conversation. I might as well just. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, while you're doing that, I'm going to go ahead and talk to the people about what's important. Okay. Um, Y'all need to hit us up on our Facebook page, for real. It's all we got right now as far as the socials. But it uh, it's important that we hear from y'all. I mean, you know, I have noticed a trend, and I'm going to say this on the air. Um, Gio and I had an executive meeting and decided that show releases are going to be on Fridays now instead of Thursdays. Uh, we just noticed that that seems to be easier for y'all as a, as a listening audience for some reason. We have a theory as to why, because, you know, for some reason, most most uh, podcasts drop on Thursday for whatever reason. We thought we were doing that. Uh, we didn't realize how common that was when we when we decided on that. But now that we're looking at numbers and trends, um, it seems 
more plausible for us and reasonable to go ahead and release the show on Friday. So last couple of episodes, we just decided to start doing that. Um, and it's worked out. Our numbers are growing slowly. So thank you. Um, but please interact with the Facebook page. Just hit a follow or a like and spread the word. If nothing else, if, you know, if you find something entertaining <coughs> or useful about this podcast, um, that's cool. Tell a friend, you know, hit them to it. Um, if you don't like it, complain about it to somebody <coughs> and let them uh, let them hear it. Y'all go complain about it together. Yeah, I'm seeing at least three articles, man, about this sh- stuff. This is not. Okay, well, we're going to continue that um, <laughs> at a later date because that that's that's. Uh, see, this is a decision. These people putting it on the hit list probably have never read the book. Um I don't understand. There's not even any use of the N word in that book. And it was written in the thirties. There's not any, uh, foul language. John Steinbeck was a, a very, very, uh, Christian man. That's why East of Eden was more of a biblical story than it was anything else. Um, in fact, that's how I learned about it being a modern telling of Cain and Abel. Um, because of his Christianity, his faith. He didn't want to preach to people through his novels. He wanted to reach people by entertaining them. And uh, Grapes of Wrath, um, I can't think of one thing in that book. That according, to Wiki, in, according to the Book of Knowledge, Wikipedia, yeah, yeah. In, 19, in, in 1939, the book was banned... Uh, in Kansas City, Missouri. And oh, this isn't a recent development. Yeah, California. It was also ba- uh, burned by the Earl, um, by the yeah East St. Louis, Illinois Public Library, and banned from the Buffalo, New York Public Library. Does it say what grounds? Um. You know, as to why it was banned. In 1973, the book was b- alongside um, Ernest Hemingway's For Whom the Bell Tolls. That's uh, what the Metallica well, song was based off of. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been. I don't see any recent. The most recent ones were. But, yeah, apparently this was. I didn't realize I didn't I don't see that as being a controversial book. That surprises me, but um I don't know, maybe it maybe it's one of those books that didn't paint America in a positive light and uh they you know they had to squash it because it was anti propaganda. I don't know, but I mean I I wouldn't surprise me if it was banned in a modern setting. But I, the book I, was the book was challenged twice more in the 1990s, um, 
first in Greenville, South Carolina in 1991. Then in the um, in Union City, Tennessee High School classes in 1993. They cited the cited reason for the 1991 challenge was the book book's language, i.e., using the name the name of God and Jesus in vain. Oh. And profane and profane manners as well as sexual content. Okay, Again, you know I didn't even think twice about that when I read it. I mean, <laughs> and it was in the nineties when I first read it. Um, ah, uh, that uh, surprises me because you know Steinbeck was a very Christian man, and the um. He wanted to tell an authentic story, and I think he did a good job. Um, wow, that's crazy. I have a, I have a rare book of his. Um, I, I don't know if it exists anywhere else, but it's a book of handwritten letters um, to his wife about um, the writing of either Grapes of Wrath or East of Eden, one of the two. I think it was East of Eden. Um, he was talking about uh, the development of the book, you know, as he was writing it. Very rare. I've never seen it anywhere. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I guess we can wrap it up. Y'all, yeah. just hit up the Facebook. Do the donation thing. There, There's a pinned comment where there's a QR code for um, my personal cash app. And um, there's nothing there. Zero. Gio and I need some revenue to come in. We're going to split it when it gets to a certain amount. And then um, especially, well, just just, just donate some stuff. It'll help yeah. out. Whether you agree with this, you want to talk to it. I mean, yeah, hit us up. I mean, we, you know. I don't care. I mean, if you want to argue with me, I'll be happy to argue, but. You're not gonna win, but you can try. <laughs> oh no! <well, laughs> just, just, you know. <laughs> but uh, everybody have a great. Um, hope y'all enjoy this. Have uh, look forward to next weekend. Until then, I'm Geo, and I'm Bo. Later, later, Gator.